Hey, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Edge of Fear podcast. Today's guest is my good friend, Christina Gordon. Christina is going to be giving us a glimpse into some Edge of Fear moments as she was paving her own way and navigating the business world as a woman and an aspiring entrepreneur. We'll hear how the support of her family and husband have given her the confidence each step of the way. And we'll see some of the balancing act that is work, marriage, and motherhood. And finally, how communicating and expressing yourself fully leads to better relationships across the board. Check out the show notes on where to find her PR company, and I'll see you on the other side. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Edge of Fear podcast, hosted by Liz Basil Lewison at Liz Without a Pillow. Each week, I'll be bringing you some different insights, lessons, and laughs with an end goal of a more empowered and authentically happier human race. Everybody's got a story, and everybody's story is important. Let's do this. All right, we are here for our first remote episode with a guest. I'm so excited. My guest here today, will you introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be on as a guest. Very honored, in fact. Uh, My name is Christina Gordon. Um, I've known Liz for a very, very long time, and I'm really excited to be here today. I guess we'll dive in more later to who I am and what I do. Yeah, totally. I'm so excited. Um, So I was going to have Christina on again as a phone call because we tried this already as a phone call. (laughs) Um, But since we live close, I'm super excited to finally have um, a few options for guests that I can do in person because... As fun as it was looking at, like, the ceiling, we both had, like, our FaceTime <laughs> on, but, like, actually weren't looking at each other. Um, it's nice to be, like, in person. It feels a lot more comfortable, and we won't be – we'll probably talk over each other, but <laughs> maybe slightly less without the delays. Okay, so tell me a little bit about what you do, and then I'm going to talk about, like, why I asked you here today. Okay, well, yeah. I no, I'm I, today, I, I so. love to know, too, why Because yes, <laughs> obviously I'm honored, but it's always so interesting uh, to hear why people like to hear from me, basically. But um, I own a public relations agency. It's a beauty PR firm. Um, we represent everyone from, you know, beauty, wellness brands, some lifestyle brands. And I have been in PR for over 10 years. I absolutely love it. And that's why I started CBPR. Um, and I mean, really, it's just a very hands-on agency. We're all about communication. We're all about really good interpersonal relationships, really good client relationships. And most importantly to me, really good relationships within the company. I always stress that with the company, with any success, you want the employees to feel a part of it, to feel like they're really, you know, that they have a stake in it. They're coming to work excited. They're coming to work feeling creative. And in the creative field, you need that type of drive and that type of fuel. So that's really like the pillar of our business is really, really close relationships kind of from the inside to the outside. So it starts with the employees and then it goes into the clients. Awesome. So what did you do before this? Because now this is your own business and you were kind of in this field for a little while, not terribly long, but a little while. And then you, you started this. So I, you can hear <laughs> my daughter in the background, uh, she's daddy right now and you know, she's probably like, why isn't mommy with me for bedtime? Um, but you know, mommy's an important person, Finley. <laughs> um, so I had started off, um, 
in PR, but I didn't really know exactly where I wanted to be in PR. I wanted to maybe do entertainment. I really liked the idea of working with celebrities, doing the red carpet. Um, so I dabbled a little bit in everything. And then eventually I kind of found my way into beauty. Beauty with celebrities was first kind of how it started, mm-hmm. you know, representing brands like Revlon, who worked with Emma Stone and Olivia Wilde and Halle Berry and doing all those relationships. And then I realized, wow, I really like the beauty part. I really like talking about the products and the lipsticks and the nail polishes. So I ended up going to a different agency. And then after that, I went in-house at a luxury cosmetics brand called Sicily Paris. It was family owned. It's amazing. The family is just very, very hands-on. And it made me realize the importance of working for a company where the people that are, you know, the top of the top really care about their employees. So I just loved their values and I loved working for the brand. You know, I, I started the, I really started the in-house PR. They didn't have an in-house PR and then I kind of grew with them and I realized I think I knew that that's really cool yeah Yeah, so they didn't have anybody and uh, I was kind of like forging the way so it was a lot of newness especially like the first two years was like a lot of me like begging the president we need more budget for this I swear it's gonna be good but when you're in that position you're you have to fight for what you believe in and there's no one else there tell you yes this is the right thing to do yeah that's really nerve-wracking, but it also like gives you some balls. Like, you're like, okay, I have to believe in myself, and I have to really feel like what I can do can make a difference. Right. Um, and, and like convince other people yes, to and, believe in you. Yeah. And you can't be scared to be wrong. Right. Because like Sometimes you might be wrong. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And so and like so there's a learning curve, and you're kind of like learning on someone else's dime. It's very nerve-wracking. But it really makes you grow super fast. So I was there for four years. And where I started to where I ended was just such a different... I was a different person. I was yeah. a publicist. Right. Um, I was even different in like my relationships. I just learned so much about communication mm-hmm. that I didn't learn at my agencies. But I always loved the agency vibe because we handled multiple clients at once. Right. But there were like fundamental things wrong with the agency vibe that I just couldn't get on board with. Mm-hmm. And, and being at Sicily kind of made me realize, okay, you know what? I want to do something on my own. And I, I always had like an inkling. I always like had that fire yeah. to like work for myself. I always felt like, you know, one day I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it really good. And it probably came from a lot of sleepless nights at those agencies, just like working hours a day and going home and being like, I'm going to do it better one day, I swear. And all my employees are going to love coming to work. And, you know, a lot of the time I feel like you you feel a need based on your experience and what you feel like was missing. Totally. So one day I, well, actually I, I bought a house with Gordo, my husband, on Long Island. And the office was in White Plains, which is in Westchester, which is about, like, on a bad day, it could be three hours right. from Long Island. Yeah. On a good day, it's like an hour and a half. But those good days were very slim. So the drive was brutal and I knew it was going to be brutal. And I was like, well, we have this home now and we're trying to build a life out there. And this commute just isn't realistic if I want to have a family one day. So I was like, this is the time. Like it's now or never. Like if I go to, I interviewed for a few different companies. They all were like, oh, we want to hire you. We want to hire you. I was like, okay, maybe I'll just commute into the city. And that sounded so braggadocious, by the way. Like these companies, just I had known them for for a while. And and the PR agency is very small. So flatteringly enough they all were very interested in having me there because of my experience i you're allowed to brag here i, I encourage <laughs> I mean, they bragging. All want me. yeah um, no i mean that honestly i have already talked about that in another episode that you haven't heard yet <laughs> um but how you know we're we're 
taught that like you're supposed to be modest and humble, but like you're very accomplished. That's why that's one of the reasons why I have you here. You. Um, and you should be able to brag about those Thank things. You. And and we shouldn't like encourage people that you have to be modest about what you've done. Like that encourages like playing small, and we don't want that. I don't yeah. want that anymore. So. And honestly, for me, and to your point of playing small, like. I really had bigger dreams and these yeah. companies were all great and there's nothing against people that are happy in the, in these companies working day in and day out. Like right. I, just, I think there's different paths for different people, totally. but I knew my path was going to be different from that. I knew I wanted something else and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. So we had put an offer on the house in July. I was like, okay, we have till September to close on this house. So I have a couple of months just to like prepare my plan <laughs> and I'm a very planned person. So I like spent like every single night I would come home. So I would like drive three hours home. I would get on my computer and like work on what I was going to do. Much like your hustle. Right I was going to say, so you know, the hustle that I was talking about. <laughs> exactly. Before we pressed record earlier tonight, I was telling Christina about my <laughs> disastrous few attempts here <laughs> as I'm like, you know, telling everyone that I'm a pro. Actually, I'm not really telling anyone I'm a pro. People are telling me that I'm a pro, and I'm like, yeah, I totally just recorded two episodes over each other and, like, have the sound all the way down. So I haven't slept. I'm trying to, like, recover from all of this. But, yeah, I think, like, to get to wherever you're going, there has to be a hustle season. It doesn't have to be three years straight, but, like, there have to be seasons where you're hustling. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and hustle comes in and out. Like, yeah. there's time to, like, kind of throw your hands up and be like, okay, I'm good. I can just, like, glide. But, like, then there are other times where, like, I have to roll my sleeves up and I have to, like, bust my ass. And that was that time for me. Um, and so I made a plan and I talked to Gordo. And he's always been, like, the best, most supportive husband. He's like, you can do it. Like, this is great. Like, he's just like my hype man. I love it. He's awesome like that. Yeah. And, you know, you need someone like that when you're like unsure sometimes just to give you that extra nudge, whether totally. it's friends, family, like you need somebody that believes in you. And he was that person. And then the other person that believed in me was the president of Sicily. Uh, I was so scared to talk to him about this plan, but I had this amazing plan that I wanted to go off on my own, start CBPR. So I was like building the logo, doing everything. And then I wanted to present him with the option to come with me as a client. Wow. And I had walked to and from his office about seriously, probably 12 times. I was like, oh, God, I'm going to go. Okay, I would turn around and back up. Like, you know, I'm just going to do it in like five minutes. I would go and be like, you know, what? I'm just going to stop at the kitchen instead and just like get some water. <laughs> um, and then finally, I'm like, you have to do it like now, it's now or never. Yep. Uh, and I went and I sat with him and I basically proposed my plan of him becoming a client. And he said, yes. He's like, where do I sign up? Um, oh, my God. It was, it was like the best. I was literally like holding back tears. I was so excited. And yeah. he allowed me from September to December to build my company while working full time. He's like, listen, you're going to have to bust your ass because you can't do anything for your company on my time. Right. But afterwards you can. So he knew like this was going to be something wow. I was building. Yeah. Um, so I would literally like go home, like get on the computer, build decks, do all of that. I built my website. I did all of that. And then by, he said, January one, we would officially start the client relationship. So I was like, on my own on January 1 with the new year. So it kind of wow. felt like this liberating, scary, but like liberating feeling like starting fresh, like new year. Let's talk about like a resolution that year. And this upcoming January, so 2020 will be three years from that day. So it's been two and a half, over two and a half years with CBPR and I haven't looked back. Sicily's yeah. still a client. Love it. Um, they're a very, they're an amazing client of mine. We love working together. We collaborate. I mean, 
anything in PR, anything in relationships, it gets better with time. Mm -hmm. Just like how you've known someone for a long time and then your relationship becomes so easy. Right. It, that's how it works in PR. You know, the relationship just becomes easy. There's obviously going to be bumps in the road, just like just like a personal relationship that you've known each other for a long time. Right. But the communication part is easy. It's like, okay, I know what you want. They know what I want. Like, let's just cut to the chase. And in business, that's a very efficient way to work, which is why PR is a very long-standing relationship. Your goal is to have clients for a very long time. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of my condensed story. There was a lot in the middle of it, a lot of tears, a lot of anxiety, yeah. um, a lot of like <clears throat> me being like, I'm actually not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm actually going to like, okay, forget about it. I'm going to go in and tell Jim like that. I'm just not doing it. And I just, I kept my eye and my heart set on something that I really wanted. And, and I actually had hired my sister part-time while I was still at Sicily to work from my house while I was there on other client stuff because I couldn't work on client stuff during the day. Right. And once my sister really started liking the, the career, that gave me, like, another motivation to know that, like, now I have to do this, like, for me and for her. Like, yeah. this is her new path. She's really passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And I can't let her down either. Right. And I just wanted to build something that I would be proud of that, like, one day I could tell my kids about. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah. I love it. And so, so now you have, like, a full staff. You are... Were you guys married already at that point? So we had just gotten married, that's and right. that's why we were buying the house. Yeah. So it was like married, house, business. Like when we bought this house, oh my god, oh my it god. was chaos. Yeah. Chaos. Yeah. Remember? Oh I my do god, remember. Yeah. I was so stressed out. This house is in shambles. Oh my god, this we're actually sitting in my old office right now. Like this is where we used to sit. It's crazy. You yeah, guys can't see, but it's teeny, a shoebox. Tiny. Yeah. yeah. Three three people used to sit in here, and we had like this closet that now has like shoes and stuff in it. Was all client products. Our desks were like across the wall, and they it looked so big on Instagram too. Just so you I know, know. <laughs> I would always look at pictures and be like, you know, that's why I can't even post this for everyone that's listening right now. I can't even post it. You guys won't even get it unless you're in the room physically because it is so small. And honestly, when you're like day in day out and you don't leave your house, like sometimes I wouldn't shower for like seriously six days, and I wouldn't leave the house. I step out of the house because I was working here, living here. We were doing work on the house and fixing it up the walls like close in on you. Like yeah. they close in. So that first like six months of business were like a lot of tears. Yeah. Just like of, you know, happy tears, successes, finding clients, being excited that someone was willing to take a chance on me. And also like anxious tears, worry tears. It was it was really emotional for me. I still get emotional thinking about that time. It was a very it was a very kind of emotionally draining time. And when I like look back on it, I can still like cry thinking about like how much emotion I had inside me. Um, but you know, there was a lot of, a lot of things on the line. Eventually when my sister started working with me and she wanted to be full time, there was a lot more pressure because all of a sudden you have family and now they're relying on you and she was feeling passionate about it. And I knew that this business was no longer just for me. It was for her. Then I started working with my cousin and there was just a lot more at stake because I love my family and I love being able to work with my family. It's amazing. And a lot of people wouldn't say that. Right. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> most people would say stay away from working with your family. Um, but for us, it really... It really works, and I really love it. Um, I feel like my business has been has been a way for me to like bridge this gap with my family, get closer with my family. Mm -hmm. I'm able to talk to them every day. 
And that's really, really nice and really fun because I'm always like, oh, what are you up to? And yeah, we have to talk business, but then we always get to check in on each other and like, oh, what's my sister's fiance doing? What's my goddaughter doing when I'm talking to my cousin, uh, Nicole? So it's nice to have work as, as like a pillar that everyone knows that we always have to talk every day. Right. And I think that like sometimes, I mean, I would say most of the time you feel like you know your coworkers better than you know your best friends sometimes. And so you have the that like added benefit of like your your coworkers are your best friends and also your sister and your cousin. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's really it's a crazy dynamic and I think you have to learn the dynamic for sure. And you have to kind of get used to it and, and learn how to communicate. And you know, a pillar of my business was always communication. Right. And so for me, talking internally is just as important. You know, when you say to an employee, okay, come into my office, we need to talk. You need to have X, Y, Z done. And I'm not sure why it wasn't done, but there's no excuses. Get it done for me at this deadline. And I expect to see you in my office with this here. Right. It's like fine, easy business, right? They go and they do it. When it is your family or your little sister, right? it's like they can take that as she even an attitude. Like, oh, I have stuff to do. I have this. And so you have to really navigate that relationship. And yeah. I think... The core of that is just having a mutual respect and understanding and a trust mm-hmm. um, in one another. And also this like undying support. Like my sister wants to support me. I want to support her. My cousin wants to support me. I want to support her. Like, and not to say that other families don't have that when they go into business together, but right. I think you sometimes lose sight of it. And so yeah. we always have to bring ourselves back to that that thing, the core of why we love to work together is because we love to support each other. Right. And so on the hardest of days, when the communication just seems like it's a little off, yeah. we just have to take a step back and say, all right, what's the real issue here? We both love each other. We're getting really heated because X, Y, Z is happening and there's a lot of mind. Things get stressful, but don't ever let stress and money come between you and your family. It's Those are two things that can make things really ugly really fast. And like, that's not, I mean, my sister quit like, two times in the beginning because she was just like, I don't know if this is for me. Working with my sister is hard. Right. And there was a lot of like growing up we both had to do yeah. fast yeah. to to learn our relationship. But now, I mean, now our relationship is amazing. It's, mm-hmm. it's even better than it was before we worked together. Of course. Because we've used the business as like a, a tool of communication Yeah. to talk about so many other things. You know, she's opened up to me about so many other things. I'm like, I've seen her flourish and grow and do great. And, Luckily, my cousin, Nicole, has been like the middleman with us. Right. You know, having her come in didn't add more stress or more difficulty by having another family member. It actually added like a bridge. Yeah. Someone who would come in and she's very calm. Like, obviously, you, Nicole's your best friend, so you know. <laughs> she's just very like calm and she's very smart and she's so good at communicating and listening. Yeah. And like, I'm not always the best at listening. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm way better at talking. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> and so she has always been that person that's like, why don't we listen to what she's trying to say? I'm like, I don't care what she's trying to say. It's my business. I'm want. Right. And she's like, enough. That's yeah. not what you want. That's not like where you want this to go. And she remind me in like her Nicole way. That right. Like, okay. And honestly, like, it's been. It's just been really, really amazing because I feel like we've all grown from it. Yeah. Um, and, like, who gets to say that, like, they work with their their best friends, you know? And yeah. For me, like, all my girls in my company are, like, family. Mm-hmm. But, like, two of them really are family. Yeah. And I think that also helps you treat other people like family. Right. It helps you think, like, if this employee was my sister, I would want the best for her. Mm-hmm. And, and in the company, you know, people come and go. They grow. They develop. They, they might move on to the next 
career and when you think of them like family, there's never any hard feelings because you want to push them to be their best, but you also want to support them in all of their ventures. And, you know, that kind of brings me back to like the real core of the business is like the relationships from the inside out. So I keep kind of like keep on that track. Yeah. I mean, that was, that's like a huge pillar in the military and it wasn't really something that I necessarily knew in the first year or two, but I learned on my deployment, my sergeant was basically wanted all of us to grow because it made him look better, but also we all grew like the better each individual does, the better we all do together. And so I think so many employers are missing that piece. You know, they don't necessarily want to keep you down because it's going to look, make them look bad or because they don't want you to grow, but they're like, I need you and I need you in this seat. And this is how I benefit is from you doing this job. And when you give people an opportunity to express themselves creatively, to grow, to show you, look at what I can do. If you give me the opportunity to step up into that role. And so like hiring your sister like, what an awesome thing. I mean, what, she had, what, just she finished? A, she just finished college and went into phys ed. And so she was, like, subbing, um, waiting to find a job in Wild. phys ed. So Huge. totally different yeah. career. Oh, my I mean, gosh. Then she got, like, catapulted into, like, beauty. And, and she was always so good. Like, she did makeup. Right. She did yeah. hair. She's beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. she loves that field. And I always, like, from, like, literally a young age, I knew that this would be kind of a career she would like, but she never knew how to explore it. Yeah. And, and it's so hard was, to, and it's scary. It's scary. And yeah. she was really, really scared. She's like, I went to school for this. Like, I don't have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and I can't go back to school now. And and that was like a lot of pressure on me too. Right. I'm like, this has to work. Like, mm-hmm. it, it has to now. And I think that's like, that's the thing. Like, once you start being accountable for others, like in business, there are so many firsts. That was my first, like, oh shit, like, this is serious. Like this business is not just about me now. Right. And I hired my first person and I was like, okay, I'm putting, and Gordo always says, he always says food on tables, like food on tables. Mm-hmm. And he would just keep saying like, you're doing great. Look at you food on tables outside of just our table that I was putting food on. Mm-hmm. I was helping somebody put food on their table because by hiring them, giving them a job, like this was their career. This was like bringing an income for them putting food on their table right and whenever I would get like really down or I'd be really scared he would just say Chris look what you're doing like food on tables like this is like another person and, I, and then I was hiring another person I'm like right. I can't do it I don't want to and he's like food on tables just like this is this is the path keep pushing I like and, that it like pulls you back into the reality of it because yeah. like yes this is scary but look what you've already done and look what you still can do and what you're continuing to do and he like kind of simplified it for me because as a business owner you're like okay me, I'm very passionate about what I do. Right. I want everyone to like love their job. And that was such a big reason why I started the company because I wanted to, people to like feel empowered and I wanted to support people. And you're only as good as the people that are around you yeah. working mm-hmm. with you and for you. And I really use the term working with me a lot more than I use working for me. Right. Um, and he would kind of say that, to like bring me back to like the most simple part. Cause I would always say I'm hiring somebody but like, I want them to grow. Like I want, I want them to love it so much. And I want them. And he's like, your first step, you hired them. You are giving them an income. You're putting food on their table. Right. The rest of it will just come. Like stop worrying. Like worry about the, the base first. You got the first step done. You're putting food on their table. Mm-hmm. Everything else, like you're going to get with time. You're going to get to know them. You're going to get to experience their work ethic. You're going to get to push them. You're going to get to try and catapult them in the direction that they want to go. But like when you're getting stressed out, you're thinking about all those things that you want to do really, really well. Just remember, like, food on table, that's the first step. 
Yeah. Next step, I can do all the other great things for them. But if I let it get like huge and I get way in over my head, I'll like worrying like yeah, will it be enough? It gets like to be like steps. overwhelming. Like, I mean, that's so true. Like you have to build the foundation. And then from there, once you're, I mean, that's like the whole reasoning why like I forget what the top three reasons are that people like leave a business or leave their job I think it's like money culture and something else but like that's why culture is in there as the top three is because it's so important to value and respect your employees but it's more about having a relationship with them because yes value and respect is important but if you don't have a relationship with them at the end of the day they can just leave it's just another job. Like it yeah. has to be an intimate relationship. And so if you are too in your head, I will have an episode on this in the class that I took recently, a couple of weeks ago, it was called on the court versus in the stands. And so if you're in the stands and you're just like thinking about worried about what's going to happen, what if I do this? What if I don't pass that? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, look at that injury he still has from yeah. last game. Like you can't be focused on the what ifs and the oh shits and all of that. You have to be on the court and you have yeah. to be in the game. And when you do that and you're really so present true. with people, you are able to like develop these relationships. Yeah. I mean, you were very fortunate that your sister and your cousin, you already had a great relationship with. And so you are able to, you know, they're not just going to leave. They're in it. They're with yeah. you. And they care about me. So they would never want to like leave me. I think that like a, the relationship is challenging also from both ends because they're like, they think about things as if I'm their boss and as if I'm their family. Right. So it's like, okay, I might want to go in and ask for a raise. But like, I also know that like my sister's going on maternity leave and she's having a baby. Yeah. Or buying a house or exactly. remodeling or exactly. whatever. Like they yeah. know your personal life. Right. So it's that whole like, should I go and ask now for their personal life? They might need that, right? right? So we've always been good at communicating. Like, you're going to know a lot about me and what's going on in my life. You might know that like Finley's home and like I need to rush home against her. But if you have something going on with work, I'm still the owner of this company and I still value you as an employee and I want to hear from you. Right. And I want to know how we can make this better. Like, mm -hmm. what do you need from me? It doesn't matter that I have XYZ going on with Finley. I mean, my sister got a promotion literally a couple days before I went on maternity leave with mm -hmm. Finley. And it was time for a review and she kept like worrying like, should I go in? Should I not? Like, you have someone's going on, like you're about to give birth. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> I know you know that right. I'm about to give birth, obviously. Right. And I know you're thinking like, oh, <laughs> about like as you, me as your sister, like, does she need that stress? But I took this on when I decided to make a business. Right. When I decided to like go out and make a business and then think about a family, I knew this was going to be something that was going to like happen. I was going to have to deal with business. When I was about to go out on maternity leave, like, right. that's how it works. Yeah. And so I told her, like, you just have to treat me as if I'm your boss. And go in as if I'm any other person. Right. And say, okay, I'm going to go talk to my boss today. Not, I'm going to talk to my sister, like, during, right before our maternity leave. Like, no, just, I'm going to go and talk to my boss about this promotion that I deserve. Right. So easy to say, though, but then I am literally, like, giggling, as you say, thinking about you going up and down the hallway waiting to talk to <laughs> the president. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's scary. It's I mean, so whether scary. it's the president of, like, a major corporation or if it's your sister, like, it's hard. First of all, it's, like, hard to ask for money, even if you deserve it. It's hard to mix family with business at all. There's just, there's so many things that are, that make it scary. And, like, I'm not obviously I don't think you're trying to downplay it either but like yeah. it just because it's scary doesn't mean you shouldn't do it and that's like what the whole thing is about yeah but I I think you said something about family and so I'm gonna talk about it just because I really 
know all the inner, you know, workings <laughs> of, of the business. And obviously nobody else here does. <laughs> um, so one of the girls that works for Christina is my best friend, Nicole. And so she probably doesn't want her name on here, but that's okay. <laughs> but I was in her wedding. Um, and so was Christina. And so we went on the bachelorette party together and we did the bridal shower and everything. And she was like, first of the best friends to get married and have a baby and all that good stuff. So we've been there through all of this together. And the really interesting thing about Christina and Nicole's family is, I don't know if you guys had this in your high school and in your, you know, the neighborhoods that you grew up in, but this was the family that every single person knew. They had like 21st cousins and you can correct me on any of these numbers <laughs> I am not really sure how many cousins. 27 27 yeah. I thought it was yeah. more but I didn't want to it's totally like 20, over it yeah, do it it's like 25 or and then like great there's great grandkids yeah there's a it, lot of us. it's crazy and so my best friend's dad was also like the tennis coach and a gym teacher and the wrestling coach and they were just like so well known in the community and they were just this huge family and so there was just no bullshit in this family like you had to be who you are you had to show up and I think that that has really like made you guys who you are and it also like makes you very fortunate to be able to work with your family because I I was gonna say before and I think we like touched on it briefly but I don't think that this would work for most people I think <laughs> in most instances mixing family and business is not necessarily gonna work but you guys are very effective communicators and you just show up as yourself and I think that that's something that is really hard for a lot of people I know that I have struggled with that my whole life and that's really what this journey has been about for me is I'm finally stepping into who I am what I want I'm owning it and that's really what this is about for me and I think you guys got to grow through that because I think at a certain age it starts to kind of resonate with you like wow I've been full of shit for the last 20 something years you know but you guys were able to grow through it and Nicole's I mean I was gonna say Nicole's training as a social worker but Nicole has just always been a mediator she's just always been a really great listener and a great communicator and she's just very fair and like she understands both sides and she's able to objectively objectively look and say okay let's look at the situation here Mm -hmm. this is what we have in front of us I understand your point I understand your point what's the middle ground what's going to make you guys both feel comfortable that's what we have to work through right and like she's always been that person for us for you know my myself and my cousins because was like our older cousin you know it's like we looked up to her right right we listened to her she was like so wise you know and so all throughout honestly like middle school high school sports we played together I mean everything it's like she would just be that like person that was always like okay guys this is what we're gonna do it's gonna be okay like if I was fighting with Crystal or whatever Mm -hmm. like she'd be able to come in and be like okay enough like we're not doing this and this is why grow up seventh grader yeah (laughs) she's our older cousin like we have to like we have to listen we have to respect that and and there was really nowhere to hide like if you were trying to be someone that you weren't Mm -hmm. like any one of my cousins would have called your ass out like that's not who you are like yeah like so it's just funny because it's really honestly kept me super super honest even when I went to college and my, my family wasn't close by and that was right. so sad and so hard because, yeah. like, you know, you're always with them every single day as, and then you go away to college and you're, like, navigating this whole new world. Yeah. Having them, they would visit. 
and you feel like yourself again. And like they visited a lot in the beginning. We all kind of visited each other a lot in the beginning. And I think that really helped all of us get through college because right. our friends that were just meeting us would meet us with our family. Now it's kind of like the entryway, mm-hmm. you know, to, okay, now they met you now, but like now you're yourself because you're with your family. Right. Okay. Now we're going to head out and you're, and this is kind of like your base now. They, you can they've make. seen me now as me. And yeah. now that I, <laughs> I don't really have a choice. This is me now. Exactly. So like go in and, and figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. So that's been, I mean, it's been a huge and a helpful thing in my life. And there's been nights where I email the whole at like three, four AM, like stressed about the business or, wondering if I'm doing a good job and like to know I still have that same family who's got your back even in business has been really really just reassuring and like giving me the confidence I need to like push ahead so I love that okay so I want to talk about I kind of don't want to talk about your relationship with Gordo because he's in the other room and (laughs) (laughs) and he might hear us um but can you tell me a little bit about I guess we kind of talked about having a child in, in business, but can you just tell me how having Finley has like changed your relationship with Gordo, how it has like changed your outlook, like on your business, even like your relationships with, you know, your cousin or your sister, like yeah. in your business, what, what has Finley brought to the table at CBPR? <laughs> Other than coming to work with me because I love bringing her to work. Um, everybody loves having her. Everybody she's loves such it. a peanut. And she's then the she best baby. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Finley's here. Oh my God. Like I brought her into the office. Other kids and everyone stopped what they were doing and just like hung out with her for right. like 13 pictures. I'm like, oh my gosh. But I don't know how you guys get anything done because I feel like when she's there, like oh, there's just, yeah, there's just like there. pictures and videos all over Instagram. Oh, so they play funny. music and like do videos. Cracks me up. Crazy. <laughs> um, but honestly, I think owning a business and having that be like really like my first baby kind of prepared me for having a child. Yeah. Nothing can ever truly prepare you. Like right. the love you feel is like unreal. I mean, like it's you don't expect it. It hits you in the face. Like I was so scared to have a kid because I own a business. I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it all. Like I need to focus on my business. You always give yourself excuses. My business needs to be here, and then I can have a family. And then once I get there, it actually needs to be here, and then I'll have a family. Right. Like Gordo really wanted kids, and like so he was always like the little voice in the back of my head, like I know you want a family. I want a family. Right. And I know that you want this business, of course, and we're gonna give this business time, but like some point you're gonna keep saying oh when this happens when this happens like when is the job that you're finally gonna say it's time and there's never a right time that you feel completely prepared so it's kind of just like all right and we we do that with everything when I graduate high school when I graduate college when I get my master's once I get married once I live here once I yeah I mean it's like it's crazy you can live in someday and someday will never happen Mm -hmm. exactly and so much like how I had to like jump into the business it was like I've wanted a family for years. I came from a big family. I know the importance of having like a lot of people around you and right. I know how much that's done for me. I right. want that for my, you know, Nicole had a baby and I, I just wanted that for uh, my, the next generation to have. And so that had really prepared me in some way. But honestly, since having Finley, I realized how important communication is for real, real, like into your relationship. Right. The business was like the first realization that like you need to communicate with your partner you want a business you're coming home late hours you're hustling like they need to they need to hear what you're going through and think so that they can truly support you they right. need to know the ups and downs you can't hide things and it's the same with parenthood right like when you're struggling and like it was hard in the beginning 
I went, I was literally like on the phone with my lawyer for a contract that I had to go through like the day I got home from the hospital. Like I was back at work. Like it was, I really didn't get a maternity leave. And that was really hard for me to, to navigate because I knew I needed to be there for my girls. And they were so good at covering. Like I hired a maternity leave consultant. She's amazing. I actually kept her on through the rest of the year just so that I could have her and make sure I'm still spending time with Finley because that was a huge fear of mine. Right. I didn't want to be a business owner and then be like a mom second. Right. You know, but I also, people say, oh, you can't have it all, but you can, you can have it all. Mm -hmm. You might not sleep, but you can have it all. You know, like I just want to interject a quote that I heard recently. And I like to tell my friends who are moms, you, you can't do it all, but you can have it all. As long as you determine what having it all means for you. So if for you, a happy marriage, a functioning business, and a relationship with your child, that's all. Yeah. That's all, you know? Absolutely. That's everything. Absolutely. And that, for me, really is the most important. My husband is my life. Like yeah. He is my lifeline. Like, I look up to him more than anyone in this world. He's just amazing. He's my biggest supporter. And he gave me my daughter. I mean, mm-hmm. I cannot thank him enough for that. That is, like... That's a whole other story for a whole other time that gets me so emotional. Like, I look at him No, every day. don't cry. I'm like, I love Cordo, you. Cordo, don't listen. <laughs> I'm like, I love you. You gave me the greatest gift outside of just being my husband and being amazing. Like, you know, when you have a business and you have a baby, like, you don't tell your spouse that enough. Right. And it takes a few months to navigate. Like, you feel like you're in a haze. And and you all of a sudden come out of it and you're like, shit, did I tell him I love him, like, all the last three months? Like, <laughs> like since she was born, yeah. <laughs> or did I just tell her I love her, right. you know? Like, yeah. And and then you learn that, like, you can have enough love for both of them. Yeah. And and make sure that you're sharing love with both of them and telling them both how much you love them. Like, I think that that's the thing about love. I mean, we, this is another thing that I learned in my class. I don't think I know anything else in my life anymore of <laughs> From before the class. I think I only know the class now. That's how I feel about Finley. I always say post-Finley and pre-Finley. <laughs> Nothing even matters before. Um, but we think about, like, sharing. And you think about, like, being a kid and you have, like, a pack of cookies. And so, like, if you share your cookies, that means that you have fewer cookies. So, like, most of the time we think of sharing as, like, this kind of negative thing. But when it's When in reality, I mean, with all sharing, like you create a relationship, but specifically with sharing love, the more love you share, the more love you have. It's completely reciprocal. And so if you, you know, suddenly you are so fortunate to have two or three or five or 20 people to love, that's fucking great. Like you have more people to love. Like that's a happier, like the more the merrier, that's, that's real. Yeah. And the more people that love you, I mean, I think that's, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, with any, like Finley to me brought so much realization about the love I have and about how lucky I am. Right. I think you kind of go about life and you take it for granted sometimes. And like, I was so enveloped in the business and so, and I felt so lucky for what I had in the business and, mm-hmm. for, and I felt lucky that I had Gordo, but like once you have a kid and you see everything through their eyes and you just realize like, holy shit, like this is, I have one shot at this life right? and look at how good it really is, yeah. you know, and, and not everything is perfect, you know, and yeah, you have absolutely. your bad days and you have your like days where you're stressed and you're this, but like, I'm here. I have this beautiful daughter. I have like my amazing husband and, and I have a business that's flourishing and the people in the business that I love so much that work their asses off and they're working their asses off for me and for them. Like, right. 
And then you just think like, wow. And I think that's what Finley has done for me. And I really think that Finley has opened my eyes to things that like, even though I would say it from time to time, I didn't always like look and say, wow. Yeah. You didn't like embody it. You weren't like, look at how lucky I am. I mean, and like, I have to tell you, I think I probably told you this in one of our preparatory conversations since this is like take eight (laughs) if I'm being fully honest (laughs) um but like I probably would have had you on the podcast five years ago if I had had a podcast five years ago because I can remember on Nicole's bachelorette party that being like one of the like first times that we like really connected like post high school just because obviously we went our separate ways for college and everything and I just remember you know I was very newly in my in my relation my then relationship and I was already you know not sure I wasn't like certain it was wrong but I, I wasn't sure and I remember just like hearing and seeing the certainty like in your soul about Gordo and I hadn't even met him yet you know and I mean that was I can't even remember yeah that was like years ago and we were together for like four years at that point Holy shit, you guys have been together for 10 years yeah. already? Oh my yeah. God, that's why. I know, it's crazy. But yeah, I mean, like, I was, I was, like, enamored by your love for each other because you had, I, I remembered you had already been together for a long time, and I was like, holy shit, like, you can still love each other that much? Like, and, and to see you guys as parents and to see the support that you have for one another, like, you know, as you were taking the steps to build your own business and, you know, you guys just support each other. And I think, I think that alone for me, I mean, the, the, the requirements for being on the podcast, you guys are minimal. (laughs) I just want people to talk to because I do better when I talk to people. (laughs) I need people. (laughs) Um, Like that is so enough to just be happy in your relationship and to love your significant other that much. I mean, that is something that so many couples, I think, lose. Some of them don't ever have it to begin with. So do you guys, like, have a secret? Like, what? what's your secret? What can, what can we, how, what, what is a lesson that we can give the people that are either struggling in their relationships or are single and looking for a relationship? What, what should we be working on? I mean communication is you I mean I like stand by communication is one of the biggest and most important things I literally built a business because of like because of the importance of communication but as far as the relationship goes I think yourself from day one know your worth and love with your whole heart like that is those are like the three things because if you're scared to be yourself that person is never going to really know who you are it might come out at different times if you don't really know your worth you don't have an expectation of how you should be treated Mm -hmm. then you're not setting the bar as to how you want your partner to treat you and how you want to treat your partner right and if you don't love with your whole heart then you're just doing it half-assed and like my motto in life is never do anything half-assed just jump in it's scary and you're and in a relationship you'd be so scared of getting your heart broken and sometimes you might get your heart broken but it's better than never even feeling that at all. So I think, honestly, between having all those things, like that's really going to keep you going. It's allowed my relationship with my husband to flourish, even in the hardest of times. I think it's really hard, really, really hard. And then you have a kid and it gets harder. Yep. And like I, I said this to one of my close friends who was going through something with um, her ex, I said, 
Gordo and I have a great relationship and I feel very proud of it. It's like the one thing I really don't ever hold back bragging about. Mm -hmm. I feel so proud of what we've built and even still fucking hard. Yeah. So if you're out there and you don't have a relationship that is good at its core Mm -hmm. because you don't have mutual respect, you don't know you're worse than that relationship then it's just going to get harder. Right. Because even the best things are difficult. Right. And so you have to fight for something that's good. Yeah. Don't fight so hard for something that's not fucking good. What's the point? Like, what is the point? Right? Because if you know your worth, you know that you deserve the best. And when you know you deserve the best, you get the best always. Yeah. And that's really, like, what it comes down to. What will you do with this one wild life? We only have one fucking life to live. Like, and it's too short and it is, it is too precious. And I'm like, and you see it through, like I see it through my daughter's eyes and I want the best for her and I wouldn't be doing her any justice if I didn't live that way for myself too. Because I want her to have a mom who feels invincible like she can take on anything that she puts her mind to i want her to grow up seeing that and i want her to grow up seeing parents that love each other and have mutual respect i want her growing up seeing a family that supports each other yeah and so it's it really it never goes away like these things like they come up in your life for the mm-hmm. rest of your life and so you need to have core values and right. you need to come back to them even at the hardest of times yeah you have to fight for them like it, it's really easy to say like communication is important and you know we have com- good communication but if you don't like actively work on it like just like anything else like you have to it has to be a practice it has to be regular to in life you really do I mean, you would not believe how many people have ineffective communication and it and how detrimental it is to their relationships in life in business at work i mean people come up to me all the time like oh how do i go about asking for how you have to learn how to effectively communicate what your wants are in business in life in a relationship yeah and I think that what you said about like being true to yourself being yourself is part of that because if you don't if you don't know what you really want how can you ask for it Mm -hmm. okay so the last thing that I want to ask you before we sign off for the evening for moms either expecting moms who are like thinking that this means that their dreams are going down the tubes or they have to throw their career away or for moms that are kind of like cheering on, like go back to work or like get a, a different job. Like what, what's your advice for, for women who are in that struggle? I think it's really, really hard. All of those things are so hard. You, you have mom guilt. It's such a real thing. But if working is a part of who you are and it's part of your identity, I can tell you this much. You don't have to sacrifice it to have a family. You can really have both. You just have to practice and you just have to stay committed. Both things. And that requires a lot of balancing, a lot of time management and and really a lot of focus. You know, you have to be focused on my dreams. And and I don't see Finley as as someone that's holding me back. And I think so many moms tend to go that route and, and feel like having kids might hold them back and flip the script on yourself Mm -hmm. and say, how can having a kid help me? You know, being a mom has now made me more passionate, has made me more empathetic, has made me a harder worker. Like I have something to work for. Like I thought I loved my business before. Now I truly love it because maybe one day Finley will want to work here and may, or maybe she won't, but she'll see a mom who is so passionate about something, Mm -hmm. anything. And she'll know that 
she can be passionate about something. And she'll have parents who support that passion and all of her crazy ideas and say, go for it and jump. Like, if you love what you do, you don't have to sacrifice the love you have for your kids. You can, like we were saying before, you have enough love for both. Yeah. So just do it. And and then you'll figure out a way. You'll figure out a way. You know, like you have a little bit less sleep because you're up on the computer at night when your kid's sleeping. You know, you'll figure out a way. Yeah. All right, Christina, thank you so much for being my first and an in-person real-life guest. <laughs> Thanks I'm for having so excited. me. <laughs> this is so much fun. Um, I hope that you'll be back for another episode. But I'm going to sign off. Where can they find you? So you can find me on Instagram, Christmas12 or CBPR, C-B-E-E-P-R, like a bumblebee. That's our company Instagram, and you can follow along with everything that's going on there. Great, and I will tag them in the show notes. All right, you guys, I will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find me on Instagram at Liz Without a Pillow. If you loved what you listened to or know somebody that would, please share it. Screenshot the episode in the podcast app, share it to your Instagram story, and tag me. If you'd like to lend your personal support, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be so grateful. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. See you then.